Welcome to the comic panel, your Fairbanks show for all things comics and comic-related media. I'm Taylon. I'm Cody. I'm Jacob. And I'm Shawenta. talk about uh, some news that has come out recently and for our comic this week is God Country uh, by Donnie Cates. So uh, Jake, take it away. So Olivia Wilde was hired by uh, Sony to produce a uh, Spider-Woman, I can't remember if it was a TV show or movie, but so far that's all they have. Or it was, it was rumored to be a Spider-Woman movie or TV show. And then earlier this week, they uh, Sony revealed that they were also producing a Silk uh, move. I believe it was movie. So that could be the same project, or it could be separate. If they are separate, it yeah. seems like they're um, at least to people who don't know that much about like Spider Woman and Silk in comics, like that they could be pretty similar. And so like Sony is kind of like cannibalizing their own market. But you mean like if they are different, they seem like they would be very similar in their product. Yeah, kind of movie that show that they would make at least like to because like they're this would be the first time that those characters have been in a uh, live action movie or series. So like they're probably not going to show all the stuff that makes them different to like hardcore comic fans, not even like that hardcore fans, but fans who like consume comics on a regular basis like and know that those characters are different if you're just describing those characters they're just both female characters with spider attributes oh gotcha yeah it's weird to me that like i i just i don't even know what to do with spider woman because it's like she like (laughs) excuse the light pun but she's been weaved into spider-man lore but like basically she had nothing to do with spider-man before and so it's kind of like i don't know it it just seems weird to like even franchise her and she's like kind of like you know there's been so many times in the character's history where they've like wanted to use like a certain character and then they couldn't so they just made another identical character because like so spider woman is jessica drew but like also brian michael bendis just created jessica jones instead of using jessica drew (laughs) and then like i think that there's also like a third character that's that's a lot like her and it's just like wow these characters are the same and then you throw silk into the mix which is actually part of spider-man lore but like very recent spider-man lore and so it's like i don't know it's just very confusing gotcha but yeah, basically all they did was announce it. They didn't have like concept art or any kind of footage or any kind of casting announcement. Only that, hey, they plan on making it. So that's cool, I guess. 
Yeah, that's the other thing yeah. for me too is that like you know basically they've been like floating around these rumors for years at this point because like for a little while when like you know we still had the Andrew Garfield movies coming out it was like oh yeah they're gonna do a Silver Sable movie they're gonna do a Black Cat movie they're gonna do a Sinister Six movie they're going to do um. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, there was a Silk movie. There was rumors of an Aunt May movie. I th- I think those are all dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty sure those are dead, but I guess not a... I, I, mean, I don't believe that Aunt May Nothing's been I announced. Know. Okay, like, you cannot believe in the Aunt May show all you want, but they did make, you know, Pennyworth. <laughs> <laughs> Pennyworth was, like, pitched and made and sold. And people watched yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, but he went <laughs> For... to war. Yeah, but you could retcon Aunt May to go to war, too. <laughs> ah, that's, yeah. That's, that's she could have been a nurse in World War One. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> in the 1910s. Uh Gosh. For, for those that don't know, Pennyworth is about um, Alfred Pennyworth, Batman's butler. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's a whole show that exists um but anyway so yeah basically uh yeah and then also like i you know that's i don't think that these ever reached the stage of being even confirmed but there was talk of an ant may movie because there was ant may comics that were really really bad that were about like um basically her as a teenager and like it was like a love love <laughs> It was a love triangle with um uh, the Uncle Ben and Peter's father. Norman Osborn. No, not Norman oh, wait, Osborn. What? Peter's father. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Weird that and that gross. great. <laughs> isn't that just that okay? Isn't that just worse Riverdale though, or not Riverdale specifically, <laughs> but like worse Archie comics? Uh, but the Archie comics actually had romance yeah. in them. <laughs> That was the whole point. <laughs> also, like, too, are you are they trying to say that Aunt May, are they trying to say that Richard and Uncle Ben were? I thought they were brothers. Yeah, they or were brothers. It, are they aunt, aunt uncle? So no, wait, no, no, they were. Oh, that, they were brothers. Oh, I don't even. <laughs> that's weird. they were cl- that, close that's in weird. age. <laughs> it's not that yeah, weird. weird. It's pretty normal. No, no, to to have. Two brothers pining over the same women. Oh yeah, that's yeah. not mm. that's not like that, that has happened in reality. Nasty. That doesn't make it less dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then also in the comic there was like even like the idea that Aunt May could have been Peter's actual mother. Actual mother. Yeah. That's scandalous. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> Did the comics ever give a reason that like Aunt May and Uncle Ben never had like their own kids? Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. Like maybe Uncle Ben couldn't, but like I don't think that they would have like given that like, as I'm, a reason. I'm not saying know? that like your relationship is only like viable if you have kids, but like if they were married for the same amount of time that Peter's parents were married, then. Like it seems odd that there aren't they don't have kids, but gotcha. 
Yeah. Or at least that it Unless, wasn't uh, Oh, no, he's a clone. He's not one of their kids. Yeah. All right, never mind. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Anyway, though. Um, yeah. So is there anything else, though? God country. Um, God country. Any other news? Uh, oh, there was some, like, regular comic news. They announced some different, like, um, comics that are coming out in November. Archie Comics is officially on hiatus until at least the end of this year, which is funny that I mentioned wow. that earlier. But, <laughs> yeah, if you, like, are... <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you're... Who consume... Who are Archie Comics for? That's what I want to know. Archie Comics fans. Yeah, but who who makes up that demographic? Because you can just say that, <laughs> but who makes up that like wedge on the pie chart? Um, that um, dude that dated Penny from How I Met Your Mother. Leonard? That one time. No. Oh, no. the dumb one. He was. He was. Oh. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Zach. Okay. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Just gonna gonna. Oh, did I say how I met mother? I meant Big Bang Theory. <laughs> okay, I'm just this penny. Uh, anyway, though. I know exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also like, how, who who's who's to say that there is a wedge? Maybe Archie Comics fans are a div- diverse group of. Men and women. Well, well and no, I'm just children. saying, like, and of like consumers of comics, like primarily chooses DC, primarily chooses Marvel, Image, and then like that tiny little wedge, which is Archie Comics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so you're. I, I mean, I feel like the latest reboot of Archie Comics was like trying to diversify that group. So they're like, this is for everybody. That's why we've updated it with this new fresh <laughs> look and made it completely about nonsense mm. and very vague. My opinion. Yeah. What would you um, say? What, what, what would I, if I wanted to view that new look, what do I look up? Um, I mean, they... They were switching between different artists. They used the artist who does Saga Fiona at Staples. Yeah, he's slumming it. Uh, uh, that was very interesting. Yeah, I know they did. Mark Wade. Mark Wade. Yeah, Mark Wade. Oh, they got Mark Wade. How do they? Mark Wade apparently did. How do they have the money to hire Archie Mark Wade? <laughs> what? Yeah. It's Archie. I mean, Archie Comics. Comics is a big deal. It doesn't feel like a big. But for deal who? Because, like they don't have. Who buys these <laughs> comics? <laughs> okay. Okay, but you have to. Okay. Okay, I bought it. I would buy them before the reboot. Yeah, really also, like it's like, it's not stuff. just about, like, you know, who buys them. They have a general presence in comic history, you know? So they, yeah. they have they have historic weight to throw around, not new money weight. <laughs> yeah, like, it was weird. I heard someone once refer to, like, um, you know, Evangelion and the two girls from that. I don't remember their names. I will say them and they will be said wrong. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the red haired one and the blue haired one. And they're like super popular in Japan. There's like beyond the show, like people just buy figurines of them in any outfits or whatever. They're crazy popular. And somebody said, oh, they're like the Betty and Veronica of Japan. And I was like, Betty and Veronica have that kind of like, Okay, but you can't mm-hmm. buy a waifu thing? pillow of like, Betty or Veronica. <laughs> <laughs> 
You haven't looked. I'm sure you can. Whether it's official yeah, is another true. thing. So, okay. So, God uh, Country uh, by Donny Cates. This is God Country. <laughs> not, yes. the, not how the song goes, but all right. It is. Yeah. It's, Are you sure? Because the song is God's Country with an apostrophe S. Uh, this is God oh. Country God without country. an apostrophe S. Yeah. Right, also, gotcha. Taylon, in the room that you're in, now you have, like, the... Um, What's the word? Like the the acoustics of that room makes you sound more like Jake did in the episode, the Pluto episode. <laughs> You're like, when you say like God's right. country, it's like it's like booming. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, I'll I'll learn to speak. Yeah, you you have you have no, you have the voice of God now. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you oh. got it. <laughs> yeah. The power of Grayskull. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. God Country. Uh, the words were done by Donny Cates. The art by Jeff Shaw. The color by Jason Wordy. Letters and design by John J. Hill. And variant covers done by Gerardo Zaffino. Yeah. And so this story is about um, uh, a family... And <clears throat> the story was about a family who, who's the grandfather of the husband of family, um, got this sword and became a really powerful person, pretty much indestructible. Well, I mean, as the story says, it's not really a story about a sword. The story is about the fact that this man, you know, he's probably the, I would consider the patriarch of the family, mm -hmm. the grandfather. He's deteriorating in health. He's aggressive. Mm -hmm. He's got Alzheimer's. He can't remember who his son is half the time. And then mm -hmm. this so magic right. sword is introduced. That makes his Alzheimer's go away. Yay. Which is After convenient. Only Normally, when he's holding I it. I wouldn't consider swords to be healing, but it's nice that it healed him just enough to not be an Alzheimer-ridden old man. Yes. <laughs> But 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 not it didn't just do that. It also made him like you know pretty invincible. It may I think it mostly like at least physically just like reverted him to something like twenty years ago, and then like mm. also reverted his mind kind of. Okay. Yeah, I mean they say the sword. I can't remember the sword's name. Valofax. The but they compare it. They're okay. Valofax. Um. But they pretty much say it is the sword that is all mm -hmm. swords. So every sword you can think of that exists, I guess, is this sword. Every so sword ever powers. written about, every sword ever sung about, every knife in your cabinet or whatever, a cupboard, is Valofax. Yeah. That's pretty sharp. <laughs> it can, now, it contains multitudes. Does it count if it's like, is, is it swords and knives or sharp edges? In which case, broken glass can be considered. See, I was thinking paper cuts, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think it super matters, does it? Because it'll just make it sharper. I think the part that really matters is all the different magical. Oh, uh, what about that YouTube guy who makes knives out of things that knives aren't made out of? Is that also Valifax? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, probably, yeah. Wait, no, Valifax is not the person, it's the things. Okay, but then when does it become... This is basically the Toy Story 4 question about when Sporky becomes a toy. 
One does. <laughs> if you just okay. call something a sword, does it? Is it Balifax? Yeah. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, along the same lines, there's cursed swords. The, Are there any curses on? Would that just swords? cancel out See, with okay. the like holy swords though? a bunch of canceling it out that's why it only has a few powers <laughs> I mean, that are shown in yeah a few yes but like yeah they're very good yeah they're good they ones. much solve all the world's problems pretty good yeah i think that it's more I mean, okay it, so it, it, this, this is what i'm thinking you basically um so say wait say the name of the sword again or the the god of the the sword of valifax yeah valifax. so like that's the sword valifax is in whatever blade is used for like rightful you know basically um either like rightful defense or rightful attack you know like ah, so, glass so you is know included. it could be yeah if you're you using the glass to defend sword. yourself somehow yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> Tape <a hand> <laughs> <laughs> um just, just broken what was what was the other thing that we were considering though before that um, or after that? Paper cuts. <laughs> if paper cuts were also. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Biggest... I I mean, uh, as uh, far as uh, as far as curses and stuff, I think that um, yeah, I don't. I, I think that you know, an individual object can be cursed, but it's about <laughs> the spirit of Volifax that's like you know, basically you know, it it helps like. I don't know. It gives slight power to the user, you know, in battle. Um, but it doesn't mean that he himself is cursed because that object is cursed, which I know that it, even in the book, he, it goes as mm. far as to say, I'm a blade, not a he, but sometimes pronouns are difficult <laughs> um, for inanimate objects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean... The only thing I was going to say is at one point he's like, oh, I can only heal you so much. So obviously the sword has mm-hmm. healing powers. So it has good powers. And I would consider curses bad powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I make fire come out of your face. That seems specific. Shawinta, do you have to tell us something? <laughs> I just feel like, I guess the sword has can tell the difference it's like oh this is good versus this mm-hmm. is bad okay. it gets so, all the good going back to the story so the family because this book is about the family uh we have emmett quinlan is the grandfather the guy who holds the sword we have roy quinlan who is the son of emmett uh janie quinlan who is roy's wife and dina quinlan who is uh roy's daughter that is the family yeah and reading this, I was kind of surprised because I didn't expect the grandfather to become uber powerful. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, so that's new. Um, but yeah, so basically a tornado comes into town, starts bringing um, what I thought was like a ghost and hellhounds. Not quite sure about hellhounds. But yeah, he, he grabbed the sword and he just like completely eviscerated the ghost. And then, and then it, the first issue ends with them introducing this god who's like hovering over Earth, wanting to get Valifax back. And then, yeah, more. Yeah. 
I was going to say, because it's a short story, um, you know, it's self-contained in these six mm-hmm. issues. It's really clear how every single scene mirrors a scene that happens mm-hmm. later as t- in terms of like, um, so the beginning being the, the family is distraught because uh, once again, Emmett, the grandfather, has gotten into trouble with the police. He's aggressive. He's attacked people and it's only getting mm-hmm. worse. And they're like, oh, you should put him in a home. And the son is very clearly like... No, uh, he needs me, you know, so I need to stay with him. Even when the mother and uh, Dina, the you know, his daughter, are, like, going to leave because it's dangerous. And, like, the grandfather doesn't yeah. even recognize them, really. Yeah. And then, you know, that's very clearly mirrored later. But, you know, the tornado comes, and so Emmett saves his son, and the daughter and the mother come back because of the tornado uh, they, okay. He saves them from that demon. I guess I can't talk about it since the issue's later, but yeah, oh, okay. mir- the yeah, scenes that are I see what you're talking about with that. Um, also, yeah, um, as far as, like, hellhounds, you mentioned that, Talon, and I think that those were just stray dogs that, like, you know, basically got aggressive, but oh, then no. they ran away. Um, mm. Gotcha. Yeah, they were probably street dogs, and they were scared by the tornado, so the dude was like, oh, crap, the street dogs are coming towards me at a fast pace, and, you know, they're yeah. running past oh, okay. a sign of something um, bad. Gotcha. I see that. But, yeah, but um, also, so, um, let me see if I can find it. I think this is in the second issue. There is, let me see if I can find it. There's a reference that, like, you know, um... It's a reference to Jack Kirby, and I think that this book references Jack Kirby a lot. Okay, actually, it might be a lot later. Yeah, okay, mm. it's an issue. It's at it's at the beginning of issue three, but um, mm. okay. yeah, it's like a couple of pages in. There's um, a, a scene where uh, Roy is talking to Janie, and uh, they're inside the family house, and above the small little TV is a um poster of the new gods from dc comics oh i didn't catch that yeah. when i read through it yeah it's a big uh big picture of dark side basically um and so yeah i've noticed like basically like all of the gods in this seem like pretty and, and also like he even uses like the kirby dots um occasionally um so yeah this is very uh kirby dots Kirby dots, yeah, it's uh, like cosmic energy um, shown in in kind of dot form. Uh, yeah, I'll point it out when we get to that part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so th- that was just really interesting that there's a lot of influence in uh, from Jack Kirby's Fourth World, which is like you know, like I said, Dark Side, Apocalypse, Miracle Man, um, and all of the the new gods. Okay. I yeah. I hadn't realized that that was a thing, Jack Kirby's Fourth World. And mm-hmm. so when I, I when I was watching Justice League Dark Apocalypse War, the credits ended with uh for Fourth World. And I was like mm. I have no idea what this is. Mm-hmm. I, I cuz I thought it was the source wall, you know, like that story or I guess yeah. to be more specific, Dark Knight's Metal. I thought I thought it was a reference oh. to that. Yeah. No, yeah, it's yeah, basically, yeah, the since Darkseid and all of the all of the new gods were created back in like I think the late 60s, early 70s, 
Um, yeah, that sounds. I think it's seventies, but I could be wrong. Yeah, gotcha. the only the only like bit of trivia that I know is that Darkseid was first introduced in uh, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. So that's right. Yeah, because that was also something that Jack Jack Kirby did, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He basically he just created the his fourth world throughout like all of the dc series that he was like working on so like you know he never had like you know he he just slipped them in there and then eventually they were like okay you can do it and then it was way easier to pull the trigger on like you know making a whole book about it because it was already in the other series that he was working on Mm. but anyway this has been like a longer jack kirby tangent than i thought um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. yeah. so right. we get we get uh, a look at the god that wants the sword back and my first thought was Ares and I wasn't that off yeah he looks vaguely like, the, yeah. like Ares I guess he's got the kind of like helmet with a mohawk well, of, that like Ares is usually depicted it with it's like, I'm thinking of like it, it's not a it's not specifically a kilt but it's like that kind of like waist armor that does have some like yeah kind of oh, vaguely roman, roman yes i don't know what you call that and it, but it's and definitely it not a kilt face. i can tell you that <laughs> it was also the magneto helmet that gave it away <laughs> uh yeah kind of <laughs> but it's not um uh I, oh i know we've looked this up like what magneto helmet is made out of but it's not made out of that whatever it is <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm sure um but yeah that so style. issue two oh yeah sorry i was just saying the okay. style yeah um, oh okay gotcha but yeah so issue, issue two. two is is um right after he gets the sword the god comes down from the sky and is like all right uh i'm here to get this sword back because you stole it or or at least he believed he stole it and then mm-hmm. the Valofax speaks and says, "No, no, I'm you hold act in a way that is worthy of your title, like you know, man up or something." And then <laughs> Emmett was like, "See, ha!" <laughs> and Valofax was like, "No, nah, hey, uh, you too. You also straighten up." So, uh, they, so it's relayed to us that Valofax chooses who can wield it. Him. Um, it's kind of a Mjolnir situation where it's like whoever is worthy, except mm-hmm. also it gets to choose because like the yeah. Valofax has a consciousness, even though mm-hmm. he's stuck in the sword. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't say he's so, stuck in the sword. Oh, it, it, I mean, he just he never like personifies himself outside of the sword, despite seemingly wanting agency outside of. Just being a sword. Well, well, no, he wanted the agency from the thing that, or the person that created him. Which would be easier if he weren't just a sword. <laughs> That's what he but is. But he does not want to be a sword. <laughs> I guess, like, yeah, I think that, right. like, he just, like, or, see, it, it gets more and more complicated as we use the wrong pronoun. It is a sword. It mm. is the god of swords. And... It is totally okay with being a sword. It just wants to be able to choose how it's a sword and how it gets used. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. So the oh the god's name is Aristus. Aristus. Yeah, Probably. I'd say Aristus, god of war, yeah, Aristus, blood, yeah. and honor. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, the god of blood. What? That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he also gives like this is like I think our first introduction to like the greater world of like gods outside of Balafax because he also says he's the heir to the throne of always, firstborn son of a tomb, a tomb, uh, who is eternal lord it, like, and autumn. high father to some thousand realms. Mm. So yeah, I, I never got like a super great idea on how to pronounce that because there's an what I believe is known as an umlaut over the U, so oh. I don't know how that's not pronounced. You say umlaut? Umlaut. Umlaut. Okay. That's right. It's, I yeah. kind of, I forgot about those, but I think that that means that the uh, the vowel that is, um, the, sorry, the vowel that has it on it is said as a hard sound. So it would be a tomb, I guess, because it's like <laughs> Cause the thing that I always remember. Oh, it's a funny little yeah. play on words. Um, yeah. So uh, Aristus comes and Balfax basically tells him, I, or he realizes that Balfax chose to be there, and so he and Emmett uh, decided to take a walk. And Emmett was saying, you know, I don't want to give up this sword because, or well, no. He's saying, I don't want the sword, um, but I want to be able to remember my family. And Aristus was like, um, yeah, yeah you're, if you give up the sword, you're going to go back to the way you were. Sorry, there's not really anything I can do about it. And then Emmett was like, okay, fine, then I'm keeping the sword. And Aristus responds with saying, okay, your, your choice, but I'm afraid the next time we meet, we will not be allies. He, he starts to goes off, go off and then, or, you know, go away. And then he turns around and he's like, hey, oh, also, uh, you're, you need to give me, like, your, your intentions, declaration of intent. And he's like, all right, yeah, I got a message for you. So then he goes to his father, whose name is, who's a tomb, uh, Aristus' father is a tomb. He, how do they describe him? The high father and god of the kingdom of always. Yeah. Something like that. Long, yeah. kind of drawn-out title that basically amounts to kind of nothing, but... Yeah, <laughs> right, yep. Oh, King of a Thousand Realms, something like that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, yeah, so he goes to his father and he's like, all right, got a message. Um, this is kind of like a declaration of war in their language, but he's, his language or his statement is, come and get it. Which is... Yeah, we haven't mentioned it yet, but this story takes place in Texas, and so that specifically is a thing for, about the Alamo, because, like, that little bit of Texas history, specifically about the Alamo, um, the Alamo had this cannon, and the Mexican government didn't want them to have the cannon, so the people who were at the Alamo said, come and take it, and then they did, and everybody died. Oh. So yeah, that's some And that's where then. remember the Alamo comes from cuz you got to remember mm. the Alamo. See, I mm. <laughs> I always learned about that in like history classes and then immediately forgot. Probably cuz it wasn't explained very interestingly. It was just all like, you know, politics and the Spanish government and 
Texas. Yeah, something, 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 Mexico, something, 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 Texas, and then America happened. (laughs) And then we taunted them, and then they came over and kicked her for some reason. The the history of the Alamo is technically very interesting, but because it's so steeped in, like, weird Texan lore, it becomes, like, way less interesting. (laughs) Ah. I should say, I think my favorite part of the issue, of course, is when he he's with, um, what's the god's name again? But uh, Emmett's with the god, and they're talking in another area away from the family so they can talk more plainly. And the god's like, oh my god, it's so beautiful here. What do you call this re- region? He's like, it's <laughs> Texas. He's like, ah, so you are from the realm of 